On the podcast today, we have Donna Groot-Taylor, the president of Gaston Aquatics Incorporated, and also Mark Taylor, who's the leader of the building committee of Gaston Aquatics. We're gonna be breaking ground on the Gaston Aquatics Center on August 31st. So we've got Donna and Mark on today to tell us all about the center, what's to come, and what to expect years in the future. Coming soon, a new exhibit at the Gaston County Museum of Art and History. But what is it? Oh, we won't tell. Stay tuned for what's next. Keep checking gastoncountymuseum.org for the big reveal. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Savvy Citizen. I'm your host, Elizabeth McGee with Dandrea Bradley. And today we're talking all about the Gaston Aquatics Center with Donna and Mark. Uh, welcome, Donna and Mark. Thanks. We're happy to be here. So I hear that we've got a groundbreaking coming up on August 31st. Yes, August 31st at 3.30 p.m. at the site, 642 West Carpenter Street. Just by chance, if someone does not know that there's an aquatic center coming to Gaston County, uh, give us the lowdown of what we can expect. So an aquatic center is different from a pool. Um, If you see kids swim summer league in a pool, that's generally a 25-yard pool by six lanes. When you see Michael Phelps swimming in the Olympics and Katie Ledecky, they are swimming in a 50-meter pool, okay, which is more than twice the length of the pools that you see out where kids are swimming. Okay. And and this pool is the width of that 25-yard pool that you're used to seeing. Oh, so wow. we're talking Olympic size. <laughs> yes. So it is if you turn it sideways and we can, it's over 22 lanes. Oh, wow. That's huge. And that's just the competition pool. Part of what makes it an aquatic center is it doesn't just have that competition pool. It also has a a warm programming pool that's true zero degree entry, where if you're in a PVC wheelchair or something, you can roll right down in or walk right down in with no steps or barriers. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So it's very accessible. I love that. And so is is this the first type of a first center of of this kind in Gaston County? Absolutely. West of Charlotte, there is no public 50-meter indoor pool. App has one, but it is closed only to their community. So who all is involved or has been involved in getting this together? There have been several iterations of people over the years who have wanted to bring an aquatic center to Gaston County, but this core group has been together since 2016, um, and we are a 501c3. We're a nonprofit, and um, it's a board of volunteers, and we have a physician, David Major, Chuck Niemeyer, who's a PA, an orthopedic PA. Um, um, Britton Tabor is a pilot. Trey Taylor, who's a coach and has been involved with SWIM for a long time around here. A variety of people. And we have worked countless hours to try and get this up and running. Um, We've had great partners with the Tourism Development Department with Mike Applegate. Okay. Um, He sees dollars coming into the county, and his kids swam competitively. So he knows that those dollars will actually hit the county. Oh, so he's very excited. Yeah, I was was giggling at Mike uh, Applegate and also Donnie Hicks, our EDC director, were both quoted on your your brochure. I know those two are so excited about this. The estimate is um, each weekend long meet will bring in approximately $500,000 of never- for seeing revenue into the county. How do you figure that? Hotel stays. Okay. Restaurants. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we go to a swim meet for a weekend, and Mark can attest to this even more than I can because I grew up swimming. So for him, this was a, a new sport 15 years ago. Um, you stay in a hotel often Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Oh, wow. Okay. And Very long weekends. <laughs> it sounds it. We had to go to Atlanta one time for a meet where our son swam twice. One swim was, I think, a minute and 12 seconds, and one swim was almost three minutes. Quick. Yes. <laughs> but we had all those other hours to fill with spending money in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> easy to do in Atlanta. <laughs> Very easy. Lots of shopping. So, so we're going to have competitive swimming. What else? Um, so there will be year-round competitive swimming with the year-round local team, the Gaston Gators. Um, there will be high school swim. Um, I don't know, you know, how it will divvy up with teams, but some teams will contract with existing pools. Some teams will contract with us, but we can actually host meets with a timing system and a starting system. So those results will count. Um, currently, we can't do that in Gaston County. And um, why can't you? Why, I, maybe I don't understand. I, I've never been a swimmer, so this is totally unfamiliar to me. Well, well, what do you I'm mean not, it doesn't count? <laughs> and I didn't grow up, and you know, I'm from Gaston County, and I've never seen a swim team at, at our schools. So, yes. Um, a elaborate. lot of the swim team, a lot of the schools have swim teams, uh-huh. but our, we have so few lanes in our county that often there will be, you know, eight or nine or 10 or 11 kids in one swim lane that's like six feet wide. Yeah, it's hard to participate just because of space. And they have 45 minutes for a practice. Oh, yeah. And they're expected to get better. Oh, wow. <laughs> we would okay. not do that to our football and basketball players. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so we just want to spread that out over the existing lanes and then our lanes. Yep. Um, and make it closer for some people to get to pools and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, so there'll be competitive swim on a variety of levels. Um, mm-hmm. Special Olympics plans to be there with their swim team. Oh, exciting. That's excellent. And they'll be able to host meets, which would be great. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to have a ton of stuff in the programming pool. I don't know if you want to speak to some of that. Yeah. I think one of the things about this pool, it's so unique compared to a lot of the pools in North Carolina is the programming pool. Mm-hmm. And so the programming pool is going to bring in, you know, we have the competition side, which we talked about, but the right. programming pool is going to bring in a lot of the health benefits, a lot of the community outreach benefits. We're going to be providing, you know, physical therapy, you know, aqua therapy to patients you know, okay. which is really great for people that have had, you know, knee surgeries and hip surgeries and things like that. Yeah, afterwards. that's what I've always heard about swimming is that it's like a relatively low impact form of exercise. It's great. I started getting into swimming. I had a frozen shoulder. I started swimming and within a month, my shoulder was tremendously better. Really? Oh, wow. I was a tennis player my whole life and I had to stop because I had some issues with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's helped me tremendously. Uh, the other thing we're going to be doing is we're partnering with Holy Angels for the Differently Abled. Um, you know, that's, it's a great, you know, opportunity for them to get into the water. Um, one of the things we uh, also do is we do um, uh, alts lessons with adult learn to swim. Um, we we uh, reach out to people in the underserved population who don't know how to swim as adults and for children okay. uh, through the school system and for the Boys and Girls Club. And we're teaching people to swim so we can reduce the drowning rates in Gaston County, uh, which is uh, higher than what needs to be in the in the county we really we often have one of the highest drowning rates in the state no way we have like norman lake wiley there are a lot of lakes here Mm -hmm. yeah that's just something that i never would have thought of our miles of coastline as they call it is very high very high 
Wow. And so a lot of people, you know, a lot of kids just think, well, they can get in the water, no big deal. And then, you know, we've had some young people recently, uh, athletes, you know, football players who have drowned mm-hmm. uh, in the last few months uh, with, you know, this year uh, because of that. And so we are doing, we'll be doing uh, lessons in that pool. Uh, so there's going to be lots of opportunities for things that are going to be involved more for the community necessarily than just going to be for competition and all that. So this is, this is, people think of this. A lot of people think this is just a competition pool, but it's more than just a competition pool. It's going to be a benefit for Gaston County in lots of ways. Absolutely. And uh, this is what's so unique about this pool. Now, I want to go back to the swim lessons. Are these swim lessons um, for the community members who, you know, have never swam a day in their life? Are these going to be free of charge? Yes. Most of these, most of these there's going to be different types of swim lessons, okay? So let's look at it from the standpoint, if you're trying to take swim lessons because you want to be a competitive swimmer, then that's going to be something that's going to be you pay for, okay? Okay. Now, if you're going to go to... To take swim lessons because you don't know how to swim um, and or if you're differently abled, um, that is going to be free through grants. And so we have all kinds of grants that we get to provide those services for those people. And nice. then if people want individual lessons or something, there will be different ways to arrange that. Okay. But this Adult Learn to Swim initiative, ALTS initiative, um, Gaston Aquatics has the highest number of certified um, ALTS instructors in the region. And we're already giving lessons That's th- through grants in every pool that we can, including our backyard. In our backyard. <laughs> that is excellent. We're doing them in our backyard now because we have no other place to do them. <laughs> well, see, growing up, you know, I mentioned I gr- I'm from Gaston County. So my mom, she made sure my brother and I had swim lessons because, you know, we grew up in the 80s and there wasn't that much to do. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of the gaming systems and all the activities that kids have today. So we lived in Bessemer City right below the swimming pool. So it just made sense for us to do our lessons there. But of course, there was a cost associated. And I think that's a barrier as to why so many um, underserved communities don't do the swim lessons because oftentimes they can't afford them. And and so, you know, some lessons will have to be for fee. Some will be able to sponsor with grants. Um, and the other thing is there are even some grants through USA Swimming that will take people who've learned, especially people in underserved populations, mm-hmm. and then scholarship them into year-round swim. Oh, wow. Because it's it's such a barrier. Yes. Um, and I think it's their statistics, but it's approximately 68% of kids and households where their parents or guardians can't swim, then they can't swim. Well, then it becomes generational and they can't go to the birthday parties and they can't do other things and they're just not safe. Right. My mom uh, never learned to swim and she was always afraid of the water and she didn't want that for um, me and my brother. And so my cousin also took swim lessons with us. So she made sure that her her only niece at the time and her her two children knew how to swim. Well, good on her. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we really are trying to do is reach out to people and businesses to try to get sponsorships. We're trying to get, you know, grants, anything we can do to provide, you know, these services for the community and in in this entity, you know, that is Gaston Aquatics, because we feel like this is a great service to Gaston County. Um, and especially with the drowning rate that we have here, because we see this a big need. Absolutely. Um, First Horizon Bank has sponsored the program for the past two years. 
And um, we've also gotten grants through a Swimming Saves Lives Foundation. So there there are grant opportunities. Um, and we're moving out into the veteran community and the first responder community, too. We okay. have will be able to host training for first responders. But now in taught we have um, a lieutenant colonel from the Marines on our board. And he's not even in the swim community, but he said, you know, we're very physical people. Right. It would be great if we could get in the water. So we're doing a pilot program with veterans starting. Um, and so, you know, they'll meet and swim or get lessons or just get instruction It'll also act a little bit as therapy because their backs hurt and their knees hurt and all that. And then they can all go have coffee. Well, they've asked to bring the first responders in with them because there is such an overlap in those two groups. So we're starting that pilot program in August. I was just reading about your emergency personnel training program. Talk a little bit more about what that'll look like. Um, That's going to develop as it's needed. But what we do know is... We have such limited water in the county that Gaston County and the towns have to pay for first responders to go out of county, mm. send our vehicles, you know, our gas. For training. For training. Yeah. Um, and we can't do any of the swift water stuff, but our water goes to seven feet, so it can accommodate most of the first responder aquatic training they need. Mm-hmm. And we can have relationships where, you know, we try to keep our first responders in good shape. Yeah. What's really better than swimming? That's true. So we've talked a lot about uh, kind of plans for the center when it does open. <laughs> um, but I'll, let's back up a second and talk a little bit about the work that y'all have been doing. You said you've been uh, a nonprofit since 2016. So what has been going on with y'all over the past several years to lead you up to this point where we're about to break ground later this month? So um, we had a lot of steam in 2017, 2018, 2019. Um, and we, then something <laughs> happened in 2020. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what that could have been. Um, and we got, um, the, we, got some, we got a grant from the county through Mm -hmm. the tourism development dollars. Um, And they got a naming right, which was fantastic. And like I said, Mike got it early on. Um, And and then we worked with the state of North Carolina and got two grants from them, which were matching grants. And we were very supportive of them being matching grants. You know, we said, if we raise a million, what will you do? And so we got where we raised a million and they gave us three raised another million, and they got us another million. Um, John Torbett and the local delegation was fantastic. Um, and so we, you know, were fundraising and working with Choice Beverage, and they got a naming right and moving right along and working with a lot of families, and then COVID hit. And everybody says, and then COVID hit. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but so we couldn't really meet with anybody, and we had a small business ourselves. And so we knew what it was like to try and make sure you kept your business going. You weren't right. trying to meet with other people and spend money and do anything. So um, it gave us a lot of time to work on the the plans mm-hmm. and improve the plans. Mm-hmm. And so we spent quite a bit of time really tweaking those um, and making some significant changes, meeting with different people in the community about what those groups would need in the space. And um, 
And then we picked steam back up and started with the fundraising again. Yeah. And, you know, GSM Services has gotten Excellent. the naming right to the programming pool. Uh-huh. And um, EFP Brands in Dallas. I don't know if you all know the um, Hungry Howies and the Penn Station, Penn Station subs. subs. Oh, yeah. They got the naming right to the huge scoreboard. Right there by oh, Ingles. Cool. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So can you imagine how many hungry swimmers are going to eat there? <laughs> I mean, Lots of pizza. I, I myself am a fan of Hungry Howies. Pizza. <laughs> They're flavored crust. Is everything. Have you had the Penn Station subs French fries? I have not, but I am a huge fry person. Tell me more. <laughs> so you don't just get a bag of chips. Oh, yes. Mm, sounds delicious. So a lot of it had to involve fundraising. Yeah. Begging, please sponsor. <laughs> See, see what the value is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so most of the local foundations have been involved. First Gaston Fund gave us a grant. Community Foundation, Glenn Foundation have all been very helpful as, as has Timken. Yeah, it sounds like it's been a real community effort of just like, you know, civic groups and government and nonprofits coming be- together to make this happen, which is pretty cool that it's Absolutely. actually happening now. <laughs> like, I'm very excited, especially as a Gaston County native, you know, just growing up and, and now we're going to have an aquatic center. So it's called the Gaston Regional Aquatic Center. Like what regions are we serving? Not just Gaston County or Lincoln County, but just how far are we going? Well, so, it, it, like I said, this is the only 50-meter indoor pool west of Charlotte that's public. So we're talking people from as far as, like, Asheville could, are probably going to be coming down here. Absolutely. The um, We often compete against a team in Asheville, the Gaston Gators. When I say we, it's not Gaston Aquatics, but the Gaston the Gators. Gators. Okay. Um, the Watauga team is in our league. Um, Caldwell County... Oh, wow. Cleveland County, Winget. Nice. Um, the team often swims against teams in Greenville, Spartanburg. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're talking like a broad, like just, okay, yeah. Well, just, I think just to give people that are non-swimmers, you know, <laughs> that don't <clears throat> do competitive swimming, just to kind of a Me? reference, you know, to what this aquatic center is in terms of where it compares in the state of North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So in the state of North Carolina, there's several, you know, of these facilities. There is the Greensboro Aquatic Center, which is a big time aquatic center, which they Mm -hmm. hold the ACC and nationals and all that stuff. And it is a big one. Then there is one in uh, Cary, which is Attack, which is Triangle Aquatic Center, right. and then there's one in Charlotte, which is MCAC. This this aquatic center would be probably ranked around the second. Would be very similar to what's in Cary and Triangle Aquatic Center. So this oh, would wow. be equivalent to probably the second, you know, around the second best aquatic center in the state of North Carolina. And North Carolina is one of the top you know, five or so states in the state in the in the United States and swimming. Um, so this is a big, big time facility, you know, I overall. Know so. And and so the Triangle Aquatic Center has more pools than we will have, at least starting out. They have expanded as there's been more right. need. And we have acreage to expand. Um well, so let's, we, let's talk about that a little bit, because I know y'all brought out, you came prepared with your blueprints and your yeah, plans for yeah. the center. <laughs> so talk a little bit about um, about what you're looking at right here, the blueprint plan, and then and then I guess expand on 
what those future plans are, opportunities for expansion way down the line. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, uh, the way that it's located, we're over in uh, Dallas, uh, basically right off 321 across from uh, Gasson College next to Carr Elementary in Ingalls. Um, the, um, the entrance when you come in, um, the, it's two stories. The, the uh, upstairs will have the, uh, the uh, spectator seating. Um, this is to keep the spectators from the swimmers, and uh, that is for safe sport nowadays. You right. want to keep the uh, kids from the uh, spectators. Uh, to access the upstairs, we have a um, concourse, um, which is basically a ramp going up that way, kind of similar to what you see over at the you know, Panther Stadium. Mm -hmm. um, instead of having elevators, so that way we don't have a lot of you know, issues with people clogging up, waiting congestion. to get a congestion and all yes. that sort of stuff. It breaking. Right. And in <laughs> keeping up with all of that. So um, and then we can have TVs along there for advertising for sponsors and people and, you know, like the Hungry Howies, if they're running a deal on pizza for kids to go over there and all that sort of stuff. And so when and then you come through the entrance and then, you know, you have your reception area and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then you would take a right through the entrance and go down a hallway um, and then you have your locker rooms that'll be uh, down that way. There is an entrance into the from the lobby area into the main large pool area, the the Olympic pool area that we talked about. Uh, but you can go down a separate um, lobby all the way to the programming pool, which is what you would think of as a regular size pool area. Mm -hmm. That way, they they are separate so that if you are, um, you know, somebody that's had this wheelchair bound. Um, who does not want to go through the bigger pool where you have kids and, you know, competition people doing all that. Uh, we have some privacy to enter that pool without having to go through the other pool. Um, so that you come through there and you have now the um, programming pool. And in the programming pool, we have several rooms off to the side uh, that access into the programming pool. Those rooms will be for physical therapy. Uh, they'll be for we have a larger room here, which is uh, sort of a room that we'll have for lessons, for holy angels, okay. uh, for all kinds of different things where people can congregate for bigger groups. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have these small clinical rooms that we'll use for different things like physical therapy, uh, aquatic therapy, all kinds of things. Now, are you partnering with any, um, I guess, healthcare systems for the physical therapy or anything like that? Like, is Caramon involved? or atrium or so how does that work? We have talked with all of those entities. At this point, what we're doing is um, we have letters of intent with some of the independent groups. Okay. Um, and the others will come. It's almost a- Oh, of course. Get it, get it built and let's see what happens. But there are different physical therapists and occupational therapists like Frida Pogue with pediatric hands-on therapy. Okay. Um, she knows, and she can go ahead and, and negotiate a smaller situation with her company with us rather than having to figure out how many healthcare providers and over a bigger sy systematic kind of way. Gotcha. Um, okay. So, you know, and we've talked to some other physical therapists who are more independent, who are able to determine what they're going to do independent, you know, on their own. And so um, we have gotten some letters of intent from different 
individual groups. Nice. You know, and to some degree, this is new. I mean, this is there's not really a place like this. So there's right. so some of this is kind of coming up with, you know, ideas, working with them, you know, kind of coming up with sort of a protocol. So, you know, we, we have to sort of invent this and it's they're really excited about it and we're trying to come up with sort of how we're going to do this and and come up with the you know the the at logistics of all of it but uh we're this is going to be done uh it, we're now working with a partnership with them on on uh how we're going to do exactly the physical therapy and scheduling and all that sort of stuff and uh, one of the one of the things we're going to do um is not just have true physical therapy because that requires therapists right. and cost. And then right. how do you channel where those costs are going to be? Um, and so that's why it was a little bit easier with some of the independent groups to begin those discussions. But we're going to have exercise classes that are focused on particular injuries or body parts. Oh, So it'd be like a mid-level between physical therapy. You know, you, you have a knee replacement, you get your eight physical therapy visits. Well, then they say, good luck and Godspeed, go out into the world and exercise. Right. Well, so we're going to have some people like Mark and Hannah Long and people trained to do this exercise class for you know, lower extremities. Or... It's, it's called ATRS, Aquatic Therapy, Therapy Rehabilitation services. Mm -hmm. And so basically it's, it's not a physical therapy. It's, it's sort of like you think it's before, you know, uh, aqua aerobics, but it's not that it's not that aggressive. Gotcha. So okay. it's, it's kind of getting you to the point where you can now start to exercise, mm -hmm. you know, uh, with insurance now they're not paying for as much physical therapy. So you go through physical therapy, you're not quite ready to get back into full exercise. This will be that bridge to get between you to right between the two. So it's a lot less expensive, but you can get in the water. It's it's uh, um, a lot lower resistance on your body. It's a lot easier, but you can do some exercise in there uh, and it'll be, you know, in a group sort of setting um, and you can do exercise, get your get the joints in much better shape. And after you kind of get to the point where you're much stronger, because in the water, it's just it's tremendously easier than trying to do it on land. Absolutely. And when we talked about that COVID time where we couldn't really do much and we were refining the building. One of the things Mark mentioned that long hallway that's wide um, down to the programming pool. Well, one of the things we talked about with um, Holy Angels and the woman who ran the aquatic program at Web, Web School and Miss Betsy States, and she's taught so many people how to swim and she runs the Special Olympics program. One of the impediments to people going to a programming pool is they have to walk out in front of all the people in their speedos who are swimming laps and look super fit. Right. <laughs> I would be intimidated by that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you just had your chest cracked open and yeah. your cardiologist told you to go to a, you know, a cardiac rehab class at a pool, yeah, you may not want to get undressed at that pool. Absolutely. So we have that separate entrance. Um, and I think one of the the most interesting things about this pool, the in the programming pool, is the ramp. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at a lot of pools, you see you've always seen if you go to a pool, you see on the side they have those little like big lift things. lifts yeah. exactly. And so uh, those lifts. My father was disabled for eighteen years. He was in a wheelchair. He was uh, he, we had a 
put them, you know, in the bed through a lift to take them out of bed and lift into a right. wheelchair. It is extremely difficult to do. It's not easy, you know. And so, you know, when you have those and you have lifeguards or the people that are supposed to do it, and most of these lifeguards are teenagers. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't really. They're not trained. They're not trained to do that, you know. And you often find these are not used very much. And so what we did was we put a ramp that goes down into it's a, it's a concrete ramp with a railing on it that goes down into there. And we're going to we're going to have PVC wheelchairs. And so basically you just move the person from wheelchair to wheelchair with a plank, just slide them right over into a wheelchair and they can just go right down on the PVC wheelchair into the water and they can be moved around into into the water. And at the end of this pool here is going to be variable speed jets. Mm-hmm. So it'll be water moving around in those jets so they can go down there and the water moves resistance against them. It's great for physical therapy, but it's also great for just somebody who is constantly in a chair. You get buoyancy in the water, but you also get water moving up against you, almost like uh, uh, jets in a uh, spa okay. you know, yeah, in a hot tub. That's such a great idea. I think I, th- there's this concept called universal design that I've heard of where it's basically this idea that you design the built environment to be accessible to as many people as possible. And there's going to be a few people who wouldn't be able to use the feature without that universal design element, but everyone's going to benefit from it. Like the classic example of this is sidewalk cutaways. If you use a wheelchair, if I use a wheelchair, I would not want to attempt a a sidewalk curb without a cutaway, but also a mom with a stroller or, you know, if you use a cane or a walker, it helps so many different people. You know, me when it's nighttime and I'm really clumsy, (laughs) the the sidewalk (laughs) cutaway is something that just helps everyone. And so this is really reminding me of that idea of, um, I don't know, just design that makes something more usable for everyone. For everyone, yes. And and so, you know, the the variable speed jet, originally that was envisioned for athletes. Yeah. Like soccer players, like if Mm -hmm. Gaston College had a soccer team and they were out of season or they had people who had hurt their knees, they could run against that variable speed jet in the water. Oh, yeah. As an example. Mm -hmm. Well, for people in wheelchairs or who are, you know, just weak or something, if they're against that and even just are there and the jet is pushing against them. Yeah, just, just holding your ground. <laughs> just that resistance yeah. is is a weight-bearing exercise, essentially, right? right? Yeah, Absolutely. And so um, that that feature, like you're saying, is, mm-hmm. is universal. Even yeah. though it, it started in one direction, it has morphed into being able to to impact so many people. Yeah. That's really, that's really, really cool. I don't know if I just haven't visited that many aquatic center or if this is something unique to Gaston Aquatic Center, but I really like it. Um, it's a lot of what we're doing is unique. I mean, USA Swim, the big yeah. national swim organization, has written us a letter of support. Oh, my gosh. From that's their awesome. CEO and president because so they do a build a pool conference where they tell communities how to build a pool. Mm-hmm. And um we talked with them about what our plan is with the bigger, a lot of the programming pools are less than half that size. Oh, really? Wow. But we're, we said as people age, they're, we're going to need more aquatic rehab. We're going to need, you know, to give more adults lessons. People Absolutely. are going to want to keep being active. Mm-hmm. And so they are supporting this plan. That's awesome. So speaking of that, uh, what are your hopes for the Aquatic Center like 20 years down the line? Um, I hope that we will have been able to drown-proof 
all the kids in Gaston County Schools during that period. Wow. That would be amazing. Absolutely. I just talked to the principal at CAR today, mm-hmm. and I said, I want to start with your second graders. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about 20 years from now, it's those second graders will be lifeguards. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, and, you know, Gaston College is growing so much. Mm-hmm. Well, they're right across 321. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with them, but when we started talking to Dallas, they weren't really in sports yet. Yeah, but who knows true. what's going to happen? Yeah, and then you know certificate programs. You, the ability to go ahead and get a lifeguard certificate or an aquatic therapy certificate, certificate or something yes. makes you job ready. I mean, it opens up so many other possibilities beyond just what's going on at the aquatic center itself, but it can have such a huge impact on the community. And yeah. I say this as somebody who started it for that big pool. Yes. Yeah. That would be so awesome if Gaston like ended up with this whole course of study, you know, to be a lifeguard or, you know, even like a physical therapist on the, on the water side. That would be great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gaston College does so much with the first responders. We're right there. And, and you know, it's growing so much and has started really that, that evolution in the past couple of years. Right. We're right there. I just think that's going to be such an integral part of growth in this county mm-hmm. is that corridor through Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked to people who are out in Waxhaw and different swim communities, and they're so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Because to them, you know, if we talk to people in Belmont, oh, it seems so far away. But when you talk to people in Mecklenburg County, they don't think it seems that far because they can just come 85-321. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, this is a direct route. This is great. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm excited. Okay, so we're having the groundbreaking on August 31st. So when are we hoping to open the center? So it's a, it's under a year build. Nice. Um, Air quotes, I see. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Um, There are still supply chain issues. They have lessened some. Okay. Um. And there always is rain. It seems like whenever you start to build something, it starts to rain. Always. So those things we have very little control over. Right. Um, The one good thing is it's a, what's the name of the building? It's a prefab engineered metal building. Prefab engineered still building. Metal building, yeah, still building. I view it as Lego. (laughs) (laughs) But whenever I say that, people on the building committee their blood pressure goes up. But the good part about that is if you get the pieces for the outside, you can Pretty get fab. in the dry quickly. Well, that's what they did with the the high school over on Robin, what is it, Robin Wood Road? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was prefab. I remember when they were building it. So we would love to open in the fall of 24. Okay. Um, but if we have a hurricane in October and we have just yeah. started to clear the <laughs> yeah. site, I can't, you know. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's, that's the plan is the, is the fall of 24. So yes. fall of 24. Awesome. Yes. But the pieces are moving. The yes. pieces are moving. Pieces, yes. The yes. ball is rolling down the hill. You can't stop it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Every, everything's moving along very, very well right now. So, and yeah, and, and the, and people are really, uh, we had the gas and Gazette, uh, article that came out and we had just huge, you know, surge of people, just interest just really started peaking and it's just been, you know, 
the ball started rolling. It got faster and faster, and then it's just really starting picking up now. So it's been it's been fantastic. I mean, people are excited. And the yes. town of Dallas has been great to work with. And the mayor of Gastonia is excited it's coming to Dallas. It's still so close. Right. It's whatever is good in Gaston County lifts the rest of the county. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's, That's what we wonderful. think, too. That's yep. county government. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's something that everyone's going to benefit from, not just the people of Dallas, not just the people of Gastonia, but the entire county and then beyond. Right. right. So why wouldn't you be excited about that and want to support it? One I'm of, here one for of, it. One of our new board members, Jim Riggs, is from Kings Mountain and works with the Shelby team. Okay. And has been on the board of North Carolina Swimming. And, and he is the one who mentally elevated our pool to one of the second or third best in exactly. the in the state tack the the pool that mark mentioned and carrie will have a lot more pools but just the design of this um makes it yes something unique and something that'll be in gaston county that's awesome what kind of impact do you hope that this will have in the first like couple of years of operation like do you have any idea of the number of people you hope it'll serve or that kind of thing um, that's hard to say. I, I know that the, you know, I know that we will have about four weekend long meets or okay. so the first year. Yep. So if we start talking in four to six, depending on when you count the year. Right. But within the first calendar year, six meets. Okay. So if each meet, if each weekend long meet brings in $500,000, yeah, that'll have a huge impact on Gaston County with its tax base. Absolutely. Um, and the restaurants in the area and down through into Gastonia. Um, you know, if we can, if we can drown proof, I don't know, 500 people. Yeah. Even say. Mm-hmm. Those are 500 lives that will not be lost in the water and then they will encourage other people to get in the water. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard to quantify. Yeah. Um, the money is the easy way to quantify yeah. the impact it will have but um if anybody has time to go on youtube and watch pastor rodney freeman's um testimonial about his swim lessons mm-hmm. i encourage them to because that's the life touching that is impacting us daily right, right now and even just the little little bit we've been able to do with our adult learn to swim lessons um which is you know, very much a little group of us doing it is in our backyard and doing it at Gardner Acres for, yeah. you know, when we ran out there. Um, and how many people just from that who want to get involved, you know, and take mm-hmm. these lessons. I can't imagine when we have a real facility where we have more time to be able to do it and more hands, more hands and all that, and how space. much I, I, I think it's going to be more impactful than we can envision um and try not to get too excited about it (laughs) but i do think that it's going to be more impactful than we probably think it will be because people i think you know we have a lady right now who's doing it who basically showed up at our house and said i'm not getting in that water and who is now standing you know eight feet from the wall in our pool we have a pool that's only four feet deep uh-huh. but she's standing about you know eight feet from the wall and swimming towards the wall now after only two times oh that's, that's wonderful awesome. yes. and she went to greenville this week and made sure that they had a hotel that had an indoor pool so she could practice so she could practice and she just said it has given her a self-confidence that she's never had and she's not been able to take 
part in activities with her grandkids that now Aww. she can do. I mean, so there is something there's something so powerful about learning something new, especially yes. as an adult. Yeah, <laughs> it's like after a while, you just feel like an old dog. And when that old dog learns a new trick, you, I don't know. Makes you feel like make, a puppy again. <laughs> <laughs> when it breaks down barriers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think people, you know, they, they look at the old school way of they used to do swimming. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we're totally different now. The way we do it, it's just, it's really starting off with baby steps, you know, uh -huh. very, you know, slow process. And it's all just, it's a process we go through. And uh, people, when they go through it, they're like, wow, I did not realize that. Because when I first, are they just threw you in the water, you know? <laughs> I and mean, so, yeah. here's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they just threw you in the water and you're like, ah, you know? So it's, it's a lot different. We don't do that sort of stuff anymore. So. Well, that's good news. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how my husband learned <laughs> yeah. to swim. <laughs> yeah, it's not, that, that, he, he could come back and work with us a little bit. We'll yeah, brush him up. The '80s mentality is swimming. No, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, is there anything else that y'all want to touch on before we wrap up? Um, people can go follow us on all our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, which is it still Twitter? Or? I think it's called X now. <laughs> Um, so we're on that and um, <laughs> Facebook and people can go to our website, um, org, or email us. I mean, our email address is, is all over the place too. Excellent. Cool. Well, thank you all so much, Donna and Mark. I hope that um, we see you at the swim lanes, maybe. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be the ones making a big splash. <laughs> oh, Dandria. Ugh. All right. Adam's not here. I had to represent. You have to. It's okay. I <laughs> Thank you. I forgive you for that pun. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Want to become a more informed voter? Come out to our Elections Expo, happening on Thursday, September 7th, from 4 to 7 p.m. at our Board of Elections office on 410 West Franklin Boulevard, Suite 30 in Gastonia. Get your questions answered in this free behind the scenes experience. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Savvy Citizen Podcast. It's produced by the Gaston County Communications Office with hosts Janet Schaefer, Dandrea Bradley, Elizabeth McGee, and Adam Gobb. Joshua Braswell serves as executive producer and Gavin Stewart serves as field reporter and producer. Please like us and share reviews on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Next week on the show, we've got two folks here from the Gaston County Elections Office. That's Director Adam Reagan and Election Specialist Kayla Brack. They're going to be talking to us a little bit about the new voter ID law and all the things that you need to know before you hit the polls this fall. <laughs>